0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of Planet Paradox. Once again, I am joined by my two wonderful cousins, Gilgamesh.
1: Howdy doody, matey.
0: And Rai Rai, the not so shy guy.
1: Yo, what's happening, fam?
0: I am uh, feeling about one million times better than I was last week. Before we get to that, what did you fellas do today?
1: I pretty much just uh, worked all day, just getting some overtime, hustling it, you know.
0: I see you're essential.
1: Yeah, thankfully. Now I'm re-essential. I was not essential for two weeks, but you know how it goes.
0: What is it that you do again, Ronnie?
1: Um, I just work at a warehouse that produces airplane and military parts that are like metal castings.
0: Like the shell of the plane and shit?
1: It's like, yeah, different components that go to like engine parts or like parts of like weaponry and stuff like that but yeah we pretty much just make sure that the metal is all good to go and that they're all like in their best form before they're put into the whatever we're working on
0: so you deal with a lot of heavy things that can crush you right
1: yeah definitely we have them on hoist and um constant potential to be crushed by things
0: really has anybody ever been crushed
1: not my entire body but i've had my thumb crushed by a part
0: holy shit did you lose a chunk of it
1: um, no, but it like broke my thumbnail and um, yeah, it wasn't as bad as it could have been, but it
0: was scary. Well, I'm glad you're okay. And you, Gilgamesh, what did you do today?
1: I
2: kind of had a chill ass day, man. So Ryan, whenever he has to work and the weather's bad, mostly what I'm doing on the weekends, I'm chilling indoors. So yeah, I like to go over and visit Ryan and Easton and just kick it over there because it's, it's just chill to get out of your place, you know, like go for a drive.
0: Yeah, you don't want to get cabin fever.
2: For sure. So yeah. I like to go and get out of my house on the weekend and just go visit them and kick it. We don't do any shit different than I would be doing at home, which is just, you know, putting on podcasts or music and shit and bullshitting. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: I feel like this is going to suck. Y'all are cutting out for me because of my internet connection. I think I keep on like missing parts of the stories.
0: Uh Oh, you want to just push through a little bit? See, maybe it gets a little better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll keep on writing, but I'm just going to give you a heads up. If I don't respond, we might have to just like, oh me. yeah, I'll edit that. shit.
2: Ultimately, Ryan, as long as me and paradox can hear each other and we can hear you when you're talking, it doesn't matter what you can hear because Craig hears what we're hearing.
1: Kind of. It's just like if, if y'all are telling a story and I like miss something as all.
0: Let's give it a shot. We'll make it work. Um, so I want to remind our listeners that my two fellow co-hosts, they live in Portland, Oregon. Um, how far apart do you guys live from each other?
2: It's like 15, 20 minutes. Um, I'm not sure if we want to go back to what I was talking about, too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Finish up. I just I was curious as to how far you could yeah. have from each other. Yeah, it's
2: like 15, 20 minutes, which if you're in any big city, that's like the standard to get anywhere, it seems like. If you just jump on the highway, it's like 15, 20 minutes to anywhere. Okay. That's pretty accurate. Um, No, it's not that fucking interesting. I kind of don't like this question. I don't like starting with it all the time. It's like, who gives a fuck what I did today? But... We kind of just chilled in the morning, played some video games and shit. I've been playing God of War.
0: What do you think about it? God damn, dude.
2: I I should say I just beat Red Dead Redemption 2, which there's ups and downs, there's a lot of-
0: Downtime, sometimes it's a little slow, right?
2: For sure, and I think that most people who pick up the game won't beat it and they probably won't bother. You know, there's too much shit, it's a huge map, there's so much shit to do, and half the time you're riding your goddamn horse like 20 minutes to some other place. It's like, Rockstar needs to reevaluate. How much of the gamer's time should be spent riding the fucking horse, you know?
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things that they could definitely have left out of the game and it would have still been a 10 out of 10. But my
2: bitching aside, this game is in fucking incredible, and it's still a 9 out of 10 in my eyes. It's really good. Witcher nailed it when it comes to the big map and still being interesting, you know? Yep. And even even that's still too big, but I don't know. It's like, well, maybe you should just shouldn't play open world games if you don't dig that vibe, but I dig that vibe. I like having so much shit, and I 100% those games.
0: God of War grabs you by the balls and it never lets go. God of
2: War is playing a movie in a way that Red Dead is not, you know?
0: That's the best way to put it
2: you're playing a fucking incredible movie and it's beautiful especially if you're playing on 4k and uh, you have a decent sized screen it's insane when you meet this is not a spoiler you know early on in the game you go to this area where that you meet the world serpent and it's basically this huge fucking gigantic snake demon and seeing that on a big screen taking up the entire screen and kratos and his son are just in a fucking kayak in front of it it takes your breath away a little bit kind of in the way that whenever you're you know, on the edge of a cliff and you're looking out over a massive landscape. It takes your breath away in a similar way. So this game is like, it's visually stunning. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. And and you get to see these fantastical Norse mythological beasts, which is really up my alley. I love Norse mythology. So it's really cool.
0: They totally nailed the grand scale of things. Like the massive things legitimately look and feel massive. And the world, is just gorgeous. And uh, as soon as it came out, I had to have it. And I'm glad to see you playing it because it's a must play if you're a PS4 person.
2: Hell yeah, dude. I think it is the flagship PS4 title. I think that I could say that with confidence. It's like if you don't play any other game on PlayStation, you should probably play God of War. It is the classical. It's like he's the Mario of PlayStation if there was one.
0: Yep. It's a system seller for sure. And I know a lot of people who bought a PS4 just for that game and nobody regrets it.
2: How have I not fucking played this game until now? It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Anywho, ladies and gentlemen, my day, uh, what I did is I went on a holy pilgrimage with my girlfriend and her family to Fort Sumner to visit the graves of their elders and the infamous Billy the Kid. We decided to go out there, just spur the moment thing. You know, we were all hanging out and they've been wanting to go out there to clean the graves. So we took a little trip and I haven't been to the grave of Billy the Kid since I was a child in like junior high. It was pretty cool seeing that. And um, I don't know if you guys remember his grave, but um, around his grave is like this steel fence so no one could get inside there. Yeah. Well, I was able to fit into that fence and take a selfie with Billy the Kid himself. I'm actually going to post it in the Discord so you guys can check it out. Oh my god! See on social media today. Actually, that's disrespectful. It felt disrespectful, and it was kind of scary because. How did you fit inside those bars? I'm telling you, dude. I'm like a ferret. Like I like collapsed my lungs and I collapsed my uh, rib cage down, and I just slid in. For the audio
2: listeners who cannot see this photo right now, it has to be approximately a four or five inch by a maybe a 18 inch rectangular opening that he had to squeeze himself through.
0: Yeah. So um. I'll I was able to take a selfie with Billy the Kid himself. So, um, that's what I did. We went out there and How the fuck did you get in there? Bro, I don't know. I was actually impressed with my own abilities. I can get into some small crevices, bro.
2: Is there a way our listeners can see if this photo? Because it's pretty shocking. I want people to see that you squeeze through these fucking holes.
0: I'll post it on our Twitter, which is planet underscore paradox at Twitter. Um, I'll post it there. And then maybe one of these days I can get an Instagram or something going and I could post it there as well. I feel like I was vibing with the kid himself. I
2: roll up, I pop
0: the top, I pull up, I sip the cup, I drink my drink, I smoke them trees and maintain huh. So that's pretty much what I did. But besides that... One follow-up. Is you eating? Bro, I'm, I am swear, for the longest time, I've been joking about having a tapeworm since I eat <laughs> like a pig and I don't gain any weight. But I'm starting to believe it myself, bro. I can out eat the fattest dudes that I hang out with.
2: Look, I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm I'm a bit of a thicken. I'm a thick boy. And uh me and you have gone out to eat. And you know I I probably eat more than the average person. You easily eat like 25 to 40% more than me on any yep. given occasion.
0: Yep. And I it's black out. Shocking. Like I just I go at it. I see the food and my instincts tell me you need to eat that shit right now before someone comes and take it. So I just start to get it. <laughs> And it's gone. And you don't even want to see me with hot wings, dude. When I get a hold of hot wings, you'd think that I just gave birth. My hands are covered in sauce, dude. Anyway, first and foremost, I want to tell our viewers about what happened last week. Last week, ladies and gentlemen, we aired an episode, which was the actual episode three of this podcast. It was our epic 2020 Mother's Day special, in which I went full sicko mode and blacked out on the Deep Eddie's Vodka. Uh, what did you guys think of that last episode?
2: A little aggressive.
0: Oh, a little, it's completely aggressive, bro. <laughs> there was nothing little about that. This episode that we recorded will never be released. And you're probably asking yourself, why? Why won't it be released? Oh, I'll tell you why. After I listened back to it, I couldn't help but blush and sigh heavily. At the time, I didn't even remember recording 70% of it. I was slurring most of the time and not making a whole lot of sense. Like, I don't know how you guys even dealt with me at the time.
2: I think that it's probably more good than... Than bad but there's it's a great. lot you need to cut the fuck out of there
0: <laughs> it's great but i'm not joking when i say that not safe for work. literally cover a topic
2: where we shouldn't have
0: <laughs> that we don't want some of our viewers to hear yeah like there's some things that we talked about in this episode that i don't know what we were thinking we just went full send balls out and it was great but we're gonna leave that one for the archives what did you think of the episode ryan
1: um, I, I had a good time with that, man. Um, You know, you only got out of hand really towards, like, the end of it when we were almost going to get off. That's when you really like kind of lost your – Coconuts. Yeah,
0: yeah, Dude, my coconuts were completely lost. At the very end, I'm trying to tell this one story, and then I, st- I start it, and then I get a little <laughs> bit into it, and then I stop, and I start over, and I start it again, and I get into it. Then I fall back, and I scream, I'm fucked up! And then I start <laughs> the story again, and you guys are just sitting there patiently like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hmm I remember telling you, like,
1: I'm pretty sure you've told this exact bit. Already. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, like, completely did didn't. I? Know. And then you
0: continued it. Anyway. <laughs> and then I continue again. It was a hot mess. So um, one day, maybe we'll release it. but uh, A either very
2: censored version, maybe.
0: <laughs> very censored version, yes, especially for you two fellas. God damn, you guys let some shit go. If you guys don't mind, I'd like to give you a play-by-play of what happened to me that fateful night.
2: Sure, let's hear it. Drunk stories. Okay,
0: so I don't remember the time. Um, Do you guys remember the time that we stopped recording?
2: That was after about an hour 15. Okay, so
0: we started at like 10. So it wasn't too, too late. But uh, throughout the podcast, I was taking multiple shots of deep eddies. Balls deep. The crazy thing is, is while I was doing this, my other two co-hosts, they were completely sober. They didn't have any drinks. So I'm just there slamming them, bro. And as I'm listening to it, I'm just going, I'm going. I'll, I'll say something, then I'll hit another one. And um, by the time we finished recording, I don't remember telling you guys goodbye. I don't remember shutting the program down. I just remember heading straight to my bed and laying down. At the time of me laying down, my girlfriend was already in bed. She has to be at work at 8 in the morning the next day. I lay down and I'm completely fucked up. I'm completely gone. And she tells me, you need to shower. And so I'm just like, fuck. So I get up and I go to the shower. And I'm taking a shower and it's all a blur, you know. I'm probably rubbing shampoo on my body and soap in my hair. Who knows what the fuck happened in there. I eventually get out and I lay down. She went to the restroom late at night because she had to go pee. Then she hears me get out of bed, and I run into the bathroom ready to throw up. And she's sitting on the toilet. She says that I'm running up to her, and I'm about to throw up into her lap. So she has to give me the trash can, and I start throwing up into the trash can. Oh, my God. She thinks I'm done, and I go back to bed, right? So we're laying there, and I'm just making all these weird alien sounds, right? I'm just... (laughs) just throughout the night
1: <laughs> sounding like precious
0: sounding like precious yes like i'm about a hack a furball or something and um so she tells me if you're gonna throw up you need to go to the restroom well something weird about me is whenever i hear the word throw up it oh, makes no. me throw up i don't know what it is but i've been like that for years and so as soon as she said it my body started reacting so i stood up right And I'm running to the bathroom and as I get out of bed, I start to throw up and I try to hold it in my mouth and I can feel it like popping out through my fingers and it's getting all over the carpet in the the bedroom. And I run into the restroom and I start throwing my guts up. I have not been this drunk in years or I think the last time I was this drunk was for New Year's, but it wasn't this bad. So I'm throwing up in the restroom. And um, my girlfriend's just she's still in bed, and she, she starts to think, wow, he's taking a while in there. So she gets up to go see what I'm doing, right? And while she's walking to the restroom, she steps into my throw-up in the bedroom. Oh, so she's fuck. instantly triggered, instantly triggered, and she walks into the restroom. And what does she see? She sees me sitting on the floor covered in my own throw-up with throw-up all over the floor, right? And let me remind you, I don't remember any of this. And she's saying, I'm sitting there cleaning all the throw up one square of toilet paper at a time. And so she's yelling at me, what are you doing? And she says that I look at her and I have terror in my eyes, but I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Yeah. And so she yells at me again. She's like, what are you doing? Were you still blacked out? I don't remember any of this. I was blacked out. I was gone. I was NPC mode. And so I'm still just sitting there. So she tells me, go lay down. So I get up and I go lay down. And she has to sit there three in the morning on a work night, cleaning my fucking throw up in the restroom.
2: So it's safe to say she's a huge fan of the podcast.
0: (laughs) She was our first subscriber. Sorry, (laughs) Alisa. My bad. I
2: I apologize. We did encourage him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So she's sitting in there, and she's so pissed off at me. She tells herself, I'm just going to go lay on the couch. I'm going to go sleep on the sofa in the living room. So she goes, and she lays in the living room until she thinks to herself, wait, why the fuck am I in here? So she goes (laughs) into the room, and I remember this part, and she says, go lay down in the living room. So I just walk (laughs) over there, and I go to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> she treated you like precious. Like I, like the piece of shit I am, dude. <laughs> and so the next day, I wake up all peacefully, and I'm in the living room, <laughs> and then it all hits me. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I start to feel like death. And so I sit up, and I look at my phone, and what do I see? I see a charge for $117 on my credit card for the shampooer that she rightfully bought to clean up my filth.
1: God yeah, damn
0: Yeah, and that day I had to work, and it was top 10 worst work days of my life. I was dying all day. (laughs) Um, I threw up all day on the way to work. I threw up at work, and um, it was miserable. God damn. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. So needless to say, I'm not going to be drinking anytime soon. You're not drinking at all. You know what? I really don't feel like drinking at all. And I've said that before, but that might have set me (laughs) sober. So what am I drinking now? fucking big red soda pop pepsi boy yeah it is a pepsi product are you guys sipping on <laughs> anything
1: um, i'm drinking some Beef Breaker
0: <laughs> double ipa you like that ipa huh
1: yeah boy it's potent
0: that's why your chest is so hairy
2: i'm having buoy 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 brand ipa
0: like the things that float in the ocean
2: yeah yeah and there's little nautical cans you know i like sailor bullshit
0: from what i understand you've been on a doja cat kick haven't you been gilgamesh oh my
2: god yeah
0: you went on a rabbit hole or into a rabbit hole
2: yeah actually after after the last podcast actually when when you were all shit-housed, and after we had all gotten off you know I, I had a few more drinks you know doja cat i don't know if you've seen a, a lot of people on twitter talking about how she like promised that if she gets say so to number one her remix with Nicki Minaj if it hit number one on the billboards that she would show her titties online to all her fans
0: did she really say that
2: she did she did she posted a fucking tweet about that she said if say so hits number one on the billboards I'll show y'all my titties so hard and uh just like today I think her her song hit number one on billboard top 100
1: tell me why I'm looking up Doja Cat on Twitter right now (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. and this bit I thought you would fucking expect, you know, it seemed like this
2: was the fucking deal, you know. But she straight up said, you played yourself. You handed yourself the hinges, suckers.
0: We've been speckled i
2: Because she ain't showing no titties.
0: Oh, no. Well, you know what? She actually had a nipple slip on Instagram.
2: That was her, like, kind of sly way of doing it and saying she didn't. And if that's the case, then that counts. If you ask me, I don't give a fuck.
0: I got to show you something really quick. Speaking of Doja Cat that I've been wanting to show you since I found out you've been on a Doja Cat kick here. Let's see. Uh,
2: I do have to just say that the reason I really got into her was because I saw her music video for Say So. Her original music video, the first one where she's wearing like a sequin dress and it's fucking incredible insane insane music videos all her music videos are really fun so i really went down a deep rabbit hole and that shit is
0: amazing so you're a legitimate doja cat fan now
2: dude and i should also add that i'm usually not a fan of female rappers because for a while the mumble rap thing was going on and even cardi b i wasn't a fan of her early stuff but now she's sort of more lyrical and doja cat and her teamed up and they did like they had their rapping segments and they were fucking awesome i was like whoa i like their sound they're fucking awesome it's like i can see how this is gonna be more fire in the future like they're gonna do more dope shit
0: honestly nowadays female rappers are doing a lot more lyrically for the hip-hop game than dudes you know what i mean
2: they're killing it there's a few guys out there who are really slapping with their lyrics but yeah
0: i love cardi b so much i would eat cottage cheese of her crinkled star. Is that her butthole? That's your that's your butthole. Hey, uh check the Discord. Tell me what you think of this. It's Doja Cat related. Okay, I'm bored in a house and I'm in a house board. Bored in a house and I'm in a house board. Bored in a motherfucking in a house board and I'm bored in a motherfucking in a house board. Bored in a house board in a house board. Bored in a house board in a house board.
2: It's okay. She kind of looks like she has to poop. She's silly as fuck, is she not? I love that a girl um who is so attractive is so down to earth and so like comedic as well. That's always in her vibe. Like she's very funny and fun. Just, like she's the kind of girl that I want. Like if I have a daughter and some shit, I'm like, this bitch is like pretty impressive. Like she's she's awesome, you
0: know. <laughs> if you're on a ratchet girl trip, you need to check out Megan the Stallion. Oh
2: yeah? I'm loving these really like really gangster-ass like ratchety rappers.
0: Bro, she is beyond ratchet. She is thicker than a fucking water buffalo oh the only thing i don't like about her is she makes like these really weird sounds in her songs where she goes yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. okay you you're gonna sample that shit for the pod
0: and it's really crunchy yeah
1: (laughs) there's one song called a deep throat by cupcake and that's like (laughs) that's a nasty ass song (laughs) that's a nasty title it's um made by a group called Cupcake, and I think you're going
0: to like it. Is it like a super group of ratchet bitches or what? I think it's just like one ratchet bitch who's really
1: nasty. Bounce, kitty, kitty, bounce, bounce, kitty, kitty.
0: What do you guys think about the whole Takashi 6ix9ine thing? Are you guys keeping up with that?
1: I keep up with it a little bit. I've been posting a lot of pictures of him like as a rat. Um,
0: <gasps> okay. You said some of your coworkers like him, didn't you?
1: Yeah, they were kind of giving me shit because I didn't like his new song, Gooba. Um,
0: <laughs> they're giving you shit for not liking a <laughs> shitty-ass song? That's ironic. Yeah, I
1: was like, man, this is really trash. Did you
2: guys like Justin Bieber's Yummy?
0: <laughs> oh, that was like the <laughs> worst song he's ever made. <laughs> he finally topped Baby somehow. <laughs> Baby. But yeah, Takashi 6 9 is like the new super villain of rap. All he does is scream on his tracks, though. It's really annoying. Yeah, horrible. Bebe. And have you seen the name of his songs, bro? He has titles like Fefe, Bebe, Kika, Mala, Kanga, Wando, and of course, Guba. I don't understand it at all. I really don't. And uh, this man has fully embraced the role of a snitch. Like, it's cool now, I guess, maybe?
2: Pop, Molly, I'm snitching.
0: I don't know, back in my day, them motherfuckers got stitches. Stupid, I'm not gonna let you get the chance. And then this whole, like, look. Do you think one day he just woke up and told himself, you know what, I want to look like a fucking rainbow.
2: I'm 90% sure that he's been fucking manufactured by his label. Like, they were like, hey, these are the decisions we're making for your image. (laughs) It's
0: like the American version of K-pop. Yeah did you know our cousin damien and uh, uncle gilbert had a run-in with him in mexico like a friendly run-in or yes uh apparently they were partying in mexico for whatever reasons i mean do you really need a reason to party over there i think it was like spring break and they were at like this bumping ass bar club and damien told me that he walked away to go do some other shit for a while and he came back and um, while he was on his way back, he saw Six Nine in the club, right? And so he told his dad, he's like, I saw six nine. And he's like, Who the fuck is six nine? And he was like, It's the dude with the rainbow hair, whatever, whatever. And Gilbert was like, Oh, he bought me this bottle. And he pulls out like this thousand dollar bottle of I don't fucking know. And he said that they were chilling at the bar and shit. Jesus fuck. But like Uncle Gilbert had no idea who he was. Are you dumb? Stop.
2: He's like, this nice guy just bought me a bottle. He had no clue. This
0: <laughs> nice, colorful, young lad. <laughs> Poor Damien never got to meet him though. So
2: it's
1: badass. So that's insane to think.
0: Yeah. Uncle Gilbert. Have tried. you ever
2: had any close run-ins with any uh, celebrities?
0: Yes, dude. One time we were in Las Vegas and we were in Caesar's palace and we're walking around and we're sightseeing and I see this beautiful white lady coming towards me from the crowd. Right. And I can't help but notice her beautiful titties. <laughs> and little do I know, it's Coco, the wife of Ice T. What? Yeah, and he was with her the whole time, but I was so busy focusing on her knockers, I never realized. Ice T was next nice to him. Yeah, and my girlfriend's dad was like, "That's Mister Ice T." <laughs> and so we turn around and we follow them. Some dude's like, "Ice T," and all he says was, "Suh." and he kept walking right. And he had his shades on, and it was really dark in there. I don't know how he was seeing. He probably couldn't see shit. God, that's dope. <laughs> And they walked into the Louis Vuitton store and we were too poor. So we kept walking. So that was my one run in with a celebrity. What about you guys? Ryan? We lost Ryan. Did Ryan die?
2: He's on mute. It looks like he, he's probably doing something. Um, yeah. I've actually met a few celebrities. So you know how the military always has like those fucking support the troops tours where like comedians and musicians go and like perform for troops and shit. Yeah. So uh, a few of those have happened. Like, I actually shook hands with the voice of Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. No. Who you might know as Patrick Warburton. He's the voice actor. Also the voice actor of Joe from Family Guy. Hi. Yeah, yeah. So I shook his hand in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. He's super funny and chill. Did you watch the Avatar movie? The uh, blue people in the fucking trees
0: and shit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Blew my mind.
2: So do you remember the military bad guy? He's like the main bad guy. He wears the mech assault suit at the end. And he's like, yeah. So that military bad guy, I shook his hand on the Harry S Truman aircraft carrier. Hi. yeah in the in the anchor room he uh he did a little speech where he just talked to us he's played a lot of military rules and he's never had any military service and he talks about how he's got a lot of military family and friends and shit and um he talked to them and like he basically copies their demeanor and shit for his characters and he talks about all that shit but it's pretty cool
0: did he say something like uh i play the hero but you guys are the real heroes
2: No, but that's kind of, like, implied. He he does, like, kind of make it a point to, like, thank you and all that bullshit. But you know what I was really excited for is when we were in uh, Chicago, I was in training still, and they actually had some of the chefs from Top Chef, Iron Chef, come on. And also Guy Fieri came and cooked for us on the naval base, and it was fucking awesome. What? Yeah, yeah. So there's been really cool things that I think no one else would get to experience, like Guy Fieri cooking for us. How was his food? It was fucking awesome. It was really good.
0: (laughs) Do you remember what he made?
2: Yeah, yeah. Guy Fieri, basically, when he came, it was like barbecue. Everything barbecue you can imagine. And you would get a plate and you would get like one of everything. And it was awesome.
1: (laughs) Damn. It's
2: like chicken, ribs, brisket, potato salad, coleslaw, macaroni salad. You know, he like made a whole like seven course thing and you get a little bit of each. And then, you know, the whole base is in line getting it. It's awesome.
0: i never knew that
2: the military treats us pretty good nowadays in vietnam that wasn't the case they were called baby killers and had pig blood thrown on them when they came home
0: (laughs) welcome (laughs) home bitch
2: for sure so it's a different experience for us it's
0: like bro we're finally going home we made it. And as soon as you step off the ship, they just throw the pig's blood in your face. What the fuck? It's like, I did not want to be over there, okay?
2: Yeah, seriously. Most of the guys who went to Vietnam were, like, forced into that situation. They were drafted, you know? These were young kids who did not want to fucking go. And they were being forced to go over there. And without knowing what to do, given a weapon and saying, go kill these motherfuckers. Like, Bro, And they it. we lost that war. Yeah, we did. I can't imagine losing a war, coming home, and being treated like a piece of shit. Worst case scenario.
0: Yeah, we have it so much better than those guys, man. Like, Definitely.
2: People had it a lot harder before. Um, I think we should check in on Ryan because he's been on mute for a long fucking time. Okay. I messaged him, but I'm not sure.
0: It's crazy how fast time goes when we're recording, dude. I forgot I was on mute. Oh, you're fine. You ready to get back into it? Sure. Okay. I actually met another celebrity while we were in Las Vegas. Did you guys ever watch the UFC or Ultimate Fighter? Uh, A little bit. A little bit. Well, there was this guy on there. His name was Forrest Griffin. I think he placed like second or third on the first season. And we met him in one of the casinos and we took a picture with him have you guys ever seen cauliflower ears up close
2: yeah they're disgusting
0: oh it's so disgusting bro like that alone would prevent me from becoming a fighter i think and then they have to drain them like monthly and shit we took a picture and i was standing next to his ear and i couldn't stop looking at it i almost wanted to touch it but that would have been rude but besides that riny have you had any run-ins with celebrities
1: Um. No, not really. Um. The only thing that comes to mind is uh, one time we were visiting Tim in Chicago. We were at like this really nice steakhouse and um we were like just trying to take a family photo at the table and um some guy in the background like came up to us and he's like hey y'all why the hell y'all trying to take a picture of me he's like all getting all mad and we we're like dude we have no idea who the hell you are and I, I guess he was like some like sports player or something like that oh really yeah so um we were pretty much like argued with we're him just
2: and- trying to take a family photo and this fucker's like hey no photos please i'm like we don't give a fuck about you you're
0: in the background motherfucker shut up fuck you Legally, you're able to take a photo anywhere in public, right? You are.
1: That's the only encounter I've had with anyone who's, I guess, somewhat well-known if he was, like, worried about people taking pictures of him, but... To
2: this day, I still don't know who the fuck that guy was, so...
0: He probably must have played for a shitty team or something, and he was just really mad. Chicago Bulls. I
2: don't know. We were in Chicago.
0: (laughs) It was Michael Jordan. I heard he's an asshole, so maybe it was.
2: I heard he's a total piece of shit, and he got his father killed.
0: Was there a cartoon bunny sitting at his table? (laughs)
1: What's
2: up, Cartoon bunny squeezing his ass and saying, "You look like a double wide surprise."
1: <laughs> Looking like a double wide
0: surprise. Anybody have anything prepared they want to discuss?
1: I don't have anything prepared, but I mean, one thing that I want to talk about is I don't know if you're too into hip hop, Tim, but I was kind of wondering what Paradox thinks. Like, what are some of your favorite hip hop groups, like, or uh, hip hop artists from the past or present?
0: Okay, um, I am a huge, huge hip hop head. As much as I love EDM and I love jazz and uh, lo-fi hip-hop and alternative whatever, I prefer hip-hop over everything. And I like everything from the lyrical shit that you'd get from Army of the Pharaohs, Immortal Technique, J. Cole, all the way to 2 Chainz, The Future, 21 Savage, a lot of the shit that people will consider trash rap. Where do you draw the
2: line between trash rap and like, say the mumble rappers and all that shit? Like, where do you you draw
0: the line? Honestly, a lot of it comes down to the beat and the bass and the production value. Unfortunately, a lot of these really shitty rappers have the best producers in the game. The kind that are like reaching new heights and pushing the boundaries of what bass can sound like. You know, I'm seeking out these beats and I'm listening to them over and over and over again and you find yourself starting to sing along and the next thing you know you're fucking a fan of future, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like I'm pretty open to everything, too. Like, actually, I do like some of 6 Nine's older songs. Um, there's, like, that one that he did with, uh, I think it was with uh, Nicki Minaj, actually. Yep,
0: that's about the only one I care for, too, actually. Fi-fi.
1: Yeah, that one's okay. And, like, I'm, like, pretty open to, like, hearing stuff. And, like, it's either good or not. And I think there's good and bad in every genre. And, like, I like a lot of these mobile rappers and stuff, too. But it's definitely hard whenever there's so much bullshit out there. Like, sometimes you have to sift through a lot of nonsense before you find some good music
2: I think that's my problem is I'm so unwilling to do the sifting and I depend on people like you and Ryan and you know my f- other friends and family to like dig up the things that are half decent and so I only listen to whatever happens to rise to the top I guess of whoever's around me so those things I do like like I do like some of the best of you know Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and fucking Doja the Doja Cat's a good example of something I never would have got into and randomly one night I saw some visuals on a music video that I liked and I listened to her music and I was like, I like the fucking beat. I like the rhythm, I like the production, I like their I love their rap parts actually. I wish there was more rap and less of the uh melodic bits.
0: Yeah, if either of you ever got Spotify, I have a playlist that just has all the bangers I've ever come across. So just let me know and I can shoot you that link, baby.
2: For sure, man. Yeah, I'm I'm open-minded to different types and genres and shit. For the most part, except for country music, I'm just not I'm not a fan.
0: There's a couple of country songs that I really really fucking like, but for the most part, I'm the same. I really can't get into it too much like "How many songs can you have about your fucking horse? I wish I was back in Texas. <laughs> I
2: miss those wide open skies."
0: Um speaking of music, are there any songs that make you guys cry or wanna cry?
1: <laughs>
0: Crying is for bitches.
1: Um nothing that comes to mind.
0: Really? Nothing that just makes you feel emotional in any way? Not music
2: wise, man. I cry often when i watch media though when i watch anime when i watch movies when i watch shows i am really responsive to like those emotional moments and writing in movies and shit
0: wow yeah
2: yeah like i cry i cry whenever there's a moment when most weak people would cry i guess (laughs) but i don't see his weakness to cry you know what i mean oh it's
0: not weak at all i'm just surprised you guys don't have any songs like that
2: now for me music is if the music is attached to something then then yeah for sure
0: and I don't know if it's just because, like, the music videos or the time I've heard the songs, but I have three songs specifically that make me cry, right? Um, the first one is Crossroads by Bone thugs and harmony Oh, my God. Every time I hear that song start, I just, it's like, I want to cry. Like I want to just start to get emotional. I really don't cry, but it, like, it makes me feel a certain way. It comforts me. See, oh fuck no, dude. When I hear that song, I just I have to change it immediately because I'm, I start to panic because it just reminds me of dying and death. Have you guys ever watched the music video?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's very very trippy.
0: It's sad. And then, um, actually, speaking of all of these songs, deal with death. So maybe that's why. But Do you think you're just one, not at
2: peace with death?
0: Oh no, no, I am. But these songs, they just they make me emotional. For example, the next one is "Dreaming of You" by Selena. When I hear that song and I think about our poor Latina princess who was Selena Killed by that bitch. Lord, fucking bitch Yolanda, dude. <laughs> it, just, it just strikes a chord in my heart and I just hearing her sing and then realizing that that bitch got capped by some fucking jealous thought. Just what, nigga? <laughs> it really rubs me the wrong way, but it's a great song. And finally, uh, the last song that makes me cry is Margaritaville by Jimmy Buffett. Mostly because I feel like everybody plays that song at their funerals. I've heard that song at so many damn funerals, so it's just sad hearing it. Really? It reminds me of dying old Mexican people. (laughs) It really does. But there is one other song that I don't know what it is, but I feel like I died to this song in my past life. Like the first time I heard this song, I started to feel like, whoa. I've heard this before. And it's a song called Love Is Blue by Paul Marriott. And it's a really weird song, but I don't know. Maybe just music makes me emotional. Maybe I'm just a bitch. Who knows? Play the song.
2: Speaking of really obscure music that we like though, um, you you and I both have been into a lot of these really weird like 50s lounge musicians. Mm-hmm. If you've never heard these artists, what we're talking about is artists like the Bob Crew generation, who have this really unique style where they use a lot of like brass instruments, you know, they use organs, they use pianos or, or, or keys. And uh, I don't know how to explain it other than it's this really like fun, funky, like 50s cocktail lounge music.
0: Yeah, it's hard to give a title to it. It's just completely different and so unique.
2: Yeah, I love that shit, man. And I could see how it's going to get like morphed into future music as well. Because, you know, all the, all the future music, it's really just taking like clips from past iterations and fucking making it doper.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that is what it is. There's so many songs that I hear growing up. And then later on in life, I realize that they're pretty much remixes to older songs in the past that I never knew existed. That's the beauty of music. There's just so much to it. And there's so many ways of playing out that we're all winners here and just get to enjoy it. Sometimes I'll play the Bob crew generation at work and all the coworkers are looking at me like I'm weird. And one of my coworkers is like, that's the kind of music my grandpa listens to. And I'm (laughs) like, yeah, whatever. They'll call that shit elevator music. They're not on my level.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I get the same thing when I listen to Bossa Nova, you know, when I was in the Navy, I would be playing Bossa Nova and everybody would be like, you're playing fucking elevator music. Is that what you listen to? It's like, no, you fucking goofball. This was a whole thing in Brazil and South America. It's not elevator music.
0: It always goes back to elevator music, does it not? Yeah. Do you guys have any like songs that you're embarrassed to listen to around other people?
1: Um, No, not really. But sometimes I play music and um, then I start to feel like I don't like it as much because I'm like, man, I thought I liked the song more, but now that <laughs> I'm showing it to you, it doesn't seem as good. This song
0: sucks. I was listening to this this whole time. There's certain songs and they're like, I don't know, alternative or weird singy songs that I'm like, if my brother Jujo knew that I listened to this, he would bitch slap me right now. Just
2: about enough. Can't take anymore. Yeah, for me, it's uh. Have you guys heard of uh, Say Anything? <laughs> oh,
0: <yeah.
2: laughs> so not all of them, but some of their songs are very cringy as fuck, and uh, it's like this angsty, like self-pitying alcoholic type music, and it's basically my personality when I was in high school in the Navy. <laughs>
0: Like the kind of music you play right after your girlfriend dumps you for some hotter dude or something.
2: Exactly. It's like, my girlfriend fucked my best friend or something. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: pretty much.
2: So it's like this real angsty-ass music. And um, I guess sort of uh, that's some that's music that I probably don't let everyone know that I listen to all the time and I don't play around everyone.
0: Let it be known. Gilgamesh listens to Say Anything. <clears throat> Have you guys seen those people who play music loud on their motorcycles? Yeah. That shit's so weird to me, don't you think? It's like, you got to pick a song that everybody likes, everyone that's around you. Some dude literally drove by me bumping Bone thugs and harmony on full blast the oh, other day at work.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Did no. it make you <laughs>
0: No, it wasn't Crossroads, thank God, or else I would have cried at work. But it totally caught me off guard. I don't know if it's rude or a sign of their confidence when they're doing that shit. Like I said, I'd be embarrassed to play my kind of music, you know, like techno, dubstep, or jazz.
2: I do have an anecdote. So you remember I used to have the Camaro and I had like a fucking gigantic subwoofer in the back.
0: That shit would make your ears bleed, but in a good way.
2: So I would play my music loud as fuck and often it was hot as fuck and my air conditioner did not work. It never worked. And it never worked by the time I stopped having that car. So it was just an AC didn't work. It was a fan only situation. So you had your windows down all the time. So I'd be blasting my music and people would be like, hey, you know, we don't want to hear your music. And I would go, you think I goddamn give a fuck, lady? Fuck off.
0: (laughs) No wonder you were so sweaty back then.
2: I would be sweating my ass off, blasting bass music, hauling ass down a dirt road.
0: Okay, I got a question for you fellas. If you were driving a Harley down Portland, crowded streets, and you had to play a song full blast, what would your song be? Ryan. Ryan's asleep. (laughs) Ryan, keeps dying. (laughs) I think I would play something like Jolene by Dolly Parton. I feel like that'll get the point across that I'm sensitive, you know what I mean? Jolene, Jolene,
2: Jolene,
0: Jolene. Jolene, Jolene.
2: Um, probably uh Bossa uh by Patsu.
0: <laughs> Patsu is so good. Every time I play a Patsu song in the car, my girlfriend always asks, "Who's this?" I'm like, "Ooh, this one's good." <laughs> so good, dude. Ronnie Poo, where you at? I'm chilling, dog. Okay, just making sure you're still alive. Um, I got some more topics. Anybody else have a topic they want to cover? Or should I keep keep the ball rolling?
1: (laughs) Tim, you got anything?
2: Yeah. I've been listening to... uh, I'm going to fucking talk about Jordan Peterson. Fuck all 'all. (laughs)
0: y'all. Do it, dude. This is your podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, but... So Jordan Peterson, if you guys don't know who he is and you haven't checked him out yet, a good way to to introduce yourself to him is to check out his podcast. So he's available on any podcast app. Just look up Jordan B. Peterson. And this guy's basically a psychologist who talks about old stories. And, and he uses stories and psychology to explain how the human brain works. It's really useful because he, he kind of like makes it interesting. You know, he's like telling you the story of these mythological characters and how that story is a myth that's actually a metaphor for like how the brain works or, or things like that. So uh, one of the examples of this, he talks about Cain and Abel. So we, we hear about the Bible story of Cain and Abel a lot. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of, a lot of people who have ever been to Bible's class or whatever would already know all this shit, but that the, there's like ways that you can analyze the story and take it as deeper than it is. It's not actually a story of two brothers, but it's a story of two sides of the same human psyche. It's basically saying that Cain is the petty, destructive side of all of us. And Abel is the productive and grateful side of all of us.
0: So we all have our Cain and Abel.
2: You are all Cain and Abel. Okay. You're To some degree. Yeah. So the metaphor, the story of Cain and Abel is a cautionary tale that you should not let your Cain take over too much. And it's also a cautionary tale of what happens when you do because Cain is punished severely, you know.
0: So you have to have um, a good balance of both? Yes.
2: And that's that's also the yin and yang dichotomy that's yeah, yeah. taught in Eastern mythology. So it's it's cool because what you start to realize is that a lot of these religions, they're all teaching the same shit but using different symbology and shit like that. You know, so it's yin and yang again, all over again. Cain and Abel, yin and yang, the dark and the light. It's all part of us. It's inside of us whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And, and so Cain enables really a story of basically the worst part of you killing the ideal self, the ideal you. Basically, it's it's all the bad side of you holding yourself back from being the ideal you, which is Abel. Abel's the ideal you. And Cain is the version of you that's holding yourself back with excuses and and shit. Because basically what happens is Cain and Abel are both making sacrifices. They're both working hard to try and impress God and be like, we're trying to be good by God. Yeah. So what what Cain is doing is he's like growing crops and working hard tilling soil and growing plants and, and giving, sacrificing these plants to God. Well, Abel is raising ranching and raising cattle and sheep and shit and slaughtering his calves and sheep. Well, God favors Abel over Cain and Cain becomes sour about it. He becomes like, well, what the fuck? Like, why is his offering more Uh meaningful than mine? He becomes petty and angry and starts just being pissed about it. And a lot of what the story implies is that God is arbitrary. Like, it's like Abel was blessed for no reason other than Abel was blessed and Cain wasn't. Abel was just like, shit just works out for some people and it doesn't work out for others. And that's just like the arbitrary nature of the universe. Very true. Yeah. So that's addressed in the Bible early on. It's like they acknowledge it. It's very arbitrary and you can just be a cane. You could just have a shit life and everything could not fall in your lap. And then there's a guy next to you who, like you said, I, you know, maybe karma doesn't exist because of all the good shit that's worked out for me. (laughs) But
0: the luck of the draw,
2: it's the luck of the fucking draw. It might be just be shit just works out for me and doesn't work out for other people.
0: Yeah. I feel like that goes back to the whole idea that I believe in that everything's random.
2: Yeah. I think everything's probability is maybe more than random.
0: Does Jordan Peterson ever cover dreams or anything like that?
2: He does. He he talks about how the domain of dreams is basically like another reality of sorts that's worth sorting out. So basically if you're having some kind of a recurring nightmare or something is like, there's probably an issue that you need to address.
0: Like maybe your brain trying to tell you something.
2: Yeah. Your subconsciousness basically has. Some dissonance that's causing it to make waves and you noticing that, you know, YouTube's probably the best way for any, any random person to just be like, I want to look up a random topic and see if Jordan Peterson talks about it. Cause he probably does.
0: He probably does. He is such a brilliant son of a bitch. Do you guys have reoccurring dreams? Um, no, not really. I feel like I haven't dreamed much. <gasps> Very...
1: Really?
2: Very... Have you ever had a dream that happened more than once? Like you went to the same place maybe?
1: I mean as a child yeah i'm sure i had recurring dreams of like certain things
2: can you remember any of those
1: it was like nothing significant really like nothing remarkable yeah nothing really
0: i constantly have a reoccurring dream of being in school in the hallways crowded with people i know right just always crowded and i'm always late to my class And in my dream, I'm always like forgetting where my next class is or thinking, did I forget my one class or this or that? And I'm always in a rush to go somewhere. I have this dream so much and so often. It's never like the same area, but it's always in a school trying to figure out how to get to my next class. And then another reoccurring dream I have is, um, I'm always trying to get away from something, whether it's an active shooter or terrorist. And I'm trying to run in my dream, and I'm doing that whole running in slow motion thing, you know? Have you guys ever done that? Oh, yeah. Well, in my dream, every time I do that, I always bend over and start to run like an animal. I grab the chunks of grass, and I pull myself forward, and I'm just running like a beast.
2: Does it work faster?
0: In my dream, it does. I mean, I barely go any faster, but it's faster than just sitting there trying to run slow motion.
2: So you're, like, using your arms to rip forward in your reality?
0: Yes. Another one that I have is where I'm either in like a dangerous situation and I'm trying to wake myself up. Like, I don't know if I'm self-aware. It's not necessarily a lucid dream, but like I'll be in a room and then terrorists will start busting in and start killing everybody. And I'll be hiding in a corner and they see me and they're walking towards me. And I'm sitting there in my dream, like hitting my chest and grabbing myself, trying to wake up. It's fucking terrifying. Goddamn. Yep. Why do you guys think we dream?
2: I don't know. I thought I might answer that question though too. I think that the dreams are basically your brain's way of like processing all the shit that you've experienced and like putting it into storage in a useful way. And it throws away a lot of what you saw and experience and it keeps some of it, but that's basically what happens at night when you dream. And it's clear that if you don't dream, you lose your fucking mind. So it's, it's, it's important whatever's going on.
0: Yeah. I personally think that it's a form of evolution. For example, Um, another dream that a lot of people have is where you're trying to fight someone and you can't really move fast and you're just going slow.
2: Just getting your ass whooped. Yeah.
0: So if you have a dream of not being able to fight and getting your ass whooped in real life, when you're awake, you're going to spend your time learning to fight and preparing for that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a dream where you can't get away from a specific thing. You're going to work on your cardio and work on your health and agility and whatever that way if it ever pops up you'll be able to get away so i think it's a form of evolution but i also think it's what you said tim where it's just your mind processing all your memory and data thoughts and shit and yeah your your data pretty much
2: but yeah um i've i did have a couple recurring dreams when i was younger one that i can think of is so i i went to la casita elementary school in new mexico and my dream occurred on that setting it was in the gymnasium basically and in my dream it was always nighttime at the elementary school and it was i would walk Mm. in i was a little kid and i would walk into the school and like all the doors would be locked except for the front doors and i would go inside and there'd be music in the hallways playing and it's very spooky and darkly lit And um, the lights are on in the gymnasium, and I can see lights only coming from the gymnasium. All the other hallways are dark, but the gymnasium lights are on. So you walk inside the front of the elementary school. You see the gymnasium lights are on. So I walk into the gymnasium, and there's music playing. It's like fucking, I don't know, Castlevania ballroom music. Oh, this sounds
0: terrifying.
2: Yeah, it's like... Like some fucking... (laughs) You know, dance of Pell's fucking piano. Put that shit on the edit. But, um, so it's some, like, spooky-ass piano, and I see a lady dancing inside of there, and she's calling to me. She's like, Tim, Tim, come here. And it's my mom's voice. So I walk closer, and I see, like, there's just, like, one light in the middle of the room, and the lady's dancing, and it's my mom. But I look and her eyes are like bright green, like glowing green, like spookily, like, you know, they're luminous, luminously green. I was like, this is not my mom. I know it, I know it. And it's shockingly terrifying. It's the scariest thing I could imagine. A creature is wearing my mom's face.
0: You just gave me the shivers. I'm not even lying. That shit sounds horrifying.
2: Dude, I'm I'm like, I'm kind of tearing up right now because it scares me. And I knew I was scared. I was like, I have to get out of here. I have to get out of here. And she was dancing and she was like calling to me and my body was like I couldn't control it. I was like slowly walking toward her and she had her hand held out to me like she was like smiling and she's like come here, come here. And I knew that if I held her hand I was fucked and I was oh gonna my die. god bro. And I was just walking toward her and I had like my hand held out like I was gonna grab her hand.
0: Would you wake up right before you grabbed the hand? So this dream
2: happened multiple times and in different versions I would wake up right before I grabbed her hand. But eventually the dream went further, so the dream progressed later on, I would have it again later. And eventually it went to where like I, I, knew, I knew already that I was going to walk into the auditorium and meet the lady with the green eyes. And I knew she wasn't my mom. So it wasn't scary, you know, on the fifth or sixth visit.
0: You got used to it.
2: It was like playing a video game. And it's like, I've been here before. I know she's evil. I know I can't. I know I have to go in there and have this encounter. But I know that I can escape if I plan. So, like, I have a plan for it. I know I'm going to meet her. And I know she's going to call to me. But I'm going to be like, no, you're not my mom. Fuck off. And I, I, like, ran. And there was a school bus waiting outside. that would drop me back off at home. So I jump on the school bus and I remember distinctively that in the school bus, there's a golden scarab. It's like an amulet kind of golden scarab beetle, but it's alive. It's a fucking golden scarab and it's like on the emergency exit in the back. And I remember I'm like that lady with the green eyes is screaming and she's chasing me out of the auditorium and I'm running toward the bus. And I like barely get on the bus in time and she's like grabbing my legs and I'm trying to like run and grab that golden scarab beetle. And then I wake up. God never really got past what happens or whatever but i don't know what happens when she catches
0: me wouldn't it be crazy if one day you just revisited that dream ah oh, man and you completed it or something
2: it'd be insane i don't know what would happened but it's basically a cautionary tale about like people who i don't know don't trust your own mom and <laughs>
0: You know, they say you forget 90% of your dream the first 10 minutes that you're awake.
2: I'm sure this is a diluted version of that. But like, there's no way I would remember all these details of this dream if it didn't happen so many times. And it, would, it stuck with me.
0: You told it so well, bro. It kind of made me almost emotional how scary that sounds. The idea of something
2: like pretending to be your loved one and calling to you to your death is like, I think it's it's a visceral like fear.
0: Fun fact, I have written down so many of my dreams that I've had. I've always had the habit of having a notepad or a voice recorder as soon as I wake up, and I'll just go to town just writing everything that happened. And I have a lot written down. So maybe in the upcoming episodes, at one point, I can go over some of my dreams because they're wild.
2: For sure, we should do a deeper dream dive. But for now, I would like to briefly touch on, have you ever had a lucid dream, a dream in which you had some control at all?
0: The only time I've ever questioned being in a dream We were at my old house and we were playing catch, but we were playing catch with a bottle of Jack Daniels and we're just throwing it really far and catching it. And I remember they threw it to me and I caught it and I was like, we're playing catch with this bottle of Jack Daniels? Surely I'm dreaming, right? And I like look up and then I wake up.
2: So do you think every time you try to break that wall that, that you snap out yep. of it and you wake up?
0: Every time I, I get the hutch that I'm in a dream, I wake up. And it's really wow. annoying because I know there's a few tactics you can use to uh, find out that you're in a dream. For example, looking at your hand, looking at a watch or throughout the actual day, you know, just pinching yourself, which is kind of weird and annoying. But, you know, eventually you'll get the habit and you'll do it in your dream and realize you don't feel it. Then you'll be able to lose the dream.
2: Interesting. How about you, Rainy? No,
1: nah, I don't really, I don't remember my dreams that much in the first place, and I have definitely never lucid dreamed.
2: That has never, ever, ever happened. Not, not a point where you're like, I think I'm dreaming. Like, you've never, like, became aware. Possibly. But not that you could remember, huh? No. It's hard, man. It's like, sometimes dreams are, like, so vivid, and you remember it's like a video game or a cartoon that you watched almost.
0: Well, you know, I never remembered my dreams whenever I would smoke. And as soon as I stopped, it's like a fucking IMAX movie. It's great.
2: Um, I have had a few lucid dreams. Oh. So Devin, I know he, he like intentionally practiced his lucid dreaming. But any lucid dream I've ever had was accidental, 100%. I remember the first lucid dream I ever had, I was younger. Um, and in my lucid dream, I remember the first, I was in something like a Costco or a Sam's Club or, you know, something like that, a big box store. Mm -hmm. and in my dream I was like you know what I'm dreaming I was like this is a dream world I can do anything I can make anything appear I said I could make a giant fucking wrench appear and a giant goddamn wrench appeared in my hand I was like
0: oh my god I was like what the fuck
2: I was like I can make a giant McDonald's play place appear on the horizon. And I did And this giant fucking McDonald's play place, the size of a castle just appears. And I just go inside the tubes and I'm in this like colorful tube world. And I'm like making other stuff appear. I'm like, I make food appear. I make drink appear. And, and, and I'm just like fully controlling shit. Um, and then I wake up eventually. Um, there's another lucid dream I had where I could fly. And this was an ex. Excellent lucid dream, and I I don't remember too much about it, but I do know that it was in a natural, like, forested area, and it was nighttime. I discovered that if I focused, I could actually control my body and fly without flapping my arms or any stupid shit like that. You could just, like, you know, control your body and levitate where you want. Um, So that was pretty cool.
0: Do you remember where you flew?
2: Up and just above this massive forest scape basically in a night sky so i didn't i didn't like go you know around the world or anything i kind of stayed in this one like region flying over this like beautiful nighttime forest with like lakes and rivers and stuff and it was gorgeous it was like really really realistic and cold
0: your dick's just flapping in the air
2: (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think you're even conscious of your body so much but you do feel like you're flying and it's you you know um and then there's one one third one that was less lucid but like very vivid and it was i was driving in a vehicle in a truck on a highway near a coast with all my family in the vehicle with me in this dream so it's like my parents were in there my brothers and sisters were in there with me all of a sudden we drive off a rail and we're like hurtling toward the ocean we're all gonna die i'm like this is a dream i can stop this and i say this truck can fly. And <laughs> the truck is just like... <laughs> it like just swoops up and I'm like, I don't know the controls though. The controls are not meant to fly. You know, it's a steering wheel and a gas pedal. Yeah. And they don't make sense to fly. I'm like doing barrel rolls. Like you can't turn left and right. You can only like barrel roll and you put the gas up to go up. And so the controls don't fucking make sense. And so I'm like out of control, flying flying with my family in the car. And they're all like, not even worried. They're like, whoo, I like having a good time. At some point, like my dad's like, hey, we, i think we should hit this button he hits a button and then we like start plunging toward the fucking ocean and then at the last minute i like pull some lever and we stop right before we hit the ocean we're like levitating above the ocean <laughs>
0: damn so
2: i woke up after that shortly after so i don't know exactly what happened in that dream but so those are some of the dreams that i had that were super vivid and i was like god damn
0: that's so tight how you're like saving your family from certain death and i'm just throwing a fucking bottle of jack daniels in the yard However, gentlemen, we are out of time. We have so much more we need to talk about, and I want to continue on the dreams and further episodes because, like I said, I got so much material with that. Do you fellas have any last words for our listeners?
1: Shit off. Keep it chill, though.
0: And all I want to say is either they like you or they don't. Never try to convince somebody of your worth. Respect yourself and be with people who truly value you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but if, if if everyone doesn't respect you and doesn't value you, you might be a piece of shit <laughs> Take care.